Welcome to the Marvel Evolution Show with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Stroud. And it's good to be back, guys. It's good to be back. Um, another week, another episode of She-Hulk, another week's worth of news. Um, how are you both? Alex, how are you? Good, good. You know, um, had a nice weekend. I went to an amusement park, got to ride some roller coasters. So, yeah. That's always good. That's always good yeah. fun. Um, we... Um, uh, I've, I've, I'd love to go back, but I've, ne- I've not been back to the States since I was, well, nearly 20 years now. But we went to, um, uh, is it Adventure Island, or the one that's next door to MGM Studios in Florida, and they've got the Hulk. And Universal? Got, yeah, yeah, the one that's next door to Universal. I think it's next door to Universal, isn't it? Or is it Universal, but there's the Hulk ride, um, and there's, um, I think there's a Doctor Doom ride, and then there's a couple of others. I've oh, got two Alexes on the screen. <laughs> okay. um but yeah that's um th- yeah that's that's good fun uh we, we like a roller coaster in my family so um Jaren, how are you i'm good i'm just a little sore <laughs> i decided you know <laughs> yeah i decided after uh, 20 30 years to to play over 30 uh soccer league football league for those not in the u.s and uh a friend of mine convinced me to play with them so i was like you know i've only coached the kids recently but i'll give it a shot and boy am i sore <laughs> and it's all things that you don't expect to be sore as well like your legs are you know your legs are going to be sore but it's all sort of like you know your core muscles and yep. your eyes where you're twisting and turning oh, it's good that you're getting back out there though that's great yeah it, you it's, it's, yourself though what's that did you enjoy yourself oh i had fun it's just that you know just getting used to the speed of the game um playing without my glasses on you know so death perception was kind of off i had a couple whiffs there where i fell uh, trying to you know blast the ball downfield for uh, on defense and you know just something I gotta get used to and you know my son's pl- uh, starting again his uh, season so I'm like we'll just practice together you know I'm like I'm rusty actually playing so I'll just practice with you during the week in between practices and and we'll go from there so it's fun though something else to do I think that's where um I mean obviously I'm a football man or a soccer man but um I think that's where you can kind of get away with your if you're fit to play but your touch is poor. You know, like you say, you're, you're a bit rusty. Yeah. You can kind of get away if you're not fit to play, but your touch is good. But if your touch is rusty and you're not fit to play, <laughs> <laughs> that's, really, that's really got some catching up to do. Yeah. So, uh, oh, no, that's great. That's great that you got back out of there. That's brilliant. I've, um, I've been meaning to, I mean, I coach every, I've coached every weekend of my life for the last 21 years. And, uh, um, but I, I play every now and again, but I'd like to get out there regularly, really, but I just don't have time at the moment. So, um, it's, uh, it's a shame. Oh, nice. Good. Oh, so we've had good weekends then guys so far. Um, that's good. Um, so like I said, another week, another week's worth of news, another episode of She-Hulk. So we will get stuck into that episode of She-Hulk, um, very soon, but, um, uh, I, I've got something I want to say actually. So, um, tomorrow on the group we're going to be starting our avengers assemble show club so um i put a couple of posts about this out over the last week or two i just thought it'd be a really fun idea like where you can have a book club and you can all turn up and you know read the same 10 pages or whatever it is of a book that we choose something that you know is um already out there accessible something like avengers assemble it's got a hundred and 
20 something episodes i think running over five seasons and so what we're going to do is we're just going to watch three episodes a week for the next what worked out about 40 weeks so it's a long it's a long commitment but it'll just be a nice little conversation piece and i also think for anybody who hasn't got a history in reading comics that it'll actually give them a really good solid sort of marvel background i guess uh, if they're not into the comics and they're not a reader and they're more of an mcu only fan i think watching these shows actually gives you a nice rounded view of it. almost everything that's happened in the comics for yep. the last 60 years just in mm -hmm. 22 minute spits of a cartoon show and i know you've watched it jerry and i know you really you really rate it highly don't you yeah my son you know i watched it before but then my son and i watch it and then also too you should probably follow up with earth's mightiest heroes after avengers mm -hmm. symbol because between those two cartoons all kinds of stuff secret invasion Kang, all kinds of good things you can you can go out with in there. Um, Black Widow, Hawkeye stuff. Um, between those two shows, it will cover a lot of material from the mm -hmm. comic books. Yeah, I actually think that those two are some of the best like uh, Marvel cartoons that I've ever watched. To be honest, um, they're just they're so great, and they touch on so many different characters. Um, and I've already watched the first three episodes. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, tell you, I think you're right there, Alex, and as well, I, what I quite like about those is, and Jaren's touched on it just there as well, mm -hmm. is that he's watched him with his son. So, like, what's the age gap there? You know, they're, they're, they're very much good for kids, but also, you know, they're great for adults to watch as well. You know, it's not, it's not childish content. It's, it's really good content. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that, actually, and it's going to be a, a long haul. We're in, we're in this for the next sort of year almost, so... It'd be, uh, be fun to see how it develops and people, un uh, you know, reading on, sorry, watching new storylines, like you said, secret invasion and all of those kind of things that are going to be cropping up in the MCU. They, they all crop up in, in those shows. So it should be fun, but that's going to start sort of officially, Alex has already jumped the gun, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, that's going to start officially on the group tomorrow and there'll be a thread to be able to talk about those first three episodes for the next week and then we'll start a new thread for the next three episodes and so on and so on and so on so yeah that's what's going to be happening that's what i'm going to be sort of trying to promote tomorrow going forwards um so go on Jerry. chat from the group here uh from the facebook group uh marvel is really a mythology at this point which is you know honestly no arguing there mm -hmm. no and I've seen a lot of people, there's been a, lot, uh, a few memes going around and I know a few people in our group have said that they don't just see these people as fictional characters. You know, they're actual real people. You know, this has actually happened, this stuff almost, you know. So, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was Fred, by the way. Hi, Fred. How are hey, you? Hey, Fred. I hope you are. Um, Fred, come, sorry, before you start, Joan, Fred's going to be coming back on very soon. I think we've got about 25, episodes, uh, 25 agree or disagrees left before 200. Oh, nice. Fred said that Fred's got to come back on with some big ones for, uh, for number 200. So, um, get thinking Fred. Uh, I just wanted to add real quick that we're starting to pick up more viewers on Twitter. Um, and unfortunately we can't see the chat from Twitter, uh, through here. So, uh, I guess after today I'll start monitoring the Twitter, uh, chats as well on Twitter because we can't see anything, um, on here. We can see Twitch, YouTube, um, Facebook page um i think that's it as far as we can see the chat for so 
if you're joining us from Twitter, welcome. Uh, but we can't see your chats. Uh, but again, we'll start monitoring that in the future. Excellent, excellent, good stuff. We're um, we're on quite a lot. Like you said, we're on quite a lot of platforms now, aren't we? Yep, we uh, we stream to uh, Twitch, Marvel Evolution on Twitch, uh, Marvel Evolution show on YouTube, um, Marvel Evolution Facebook page. Marvel Evolution Facebook group, our sister uh, groups, the Star Wars one and the DC one, and that's about it. Um, I may add another one called Trovo. Um, if anyone uses that, it's like a clone of Twitch from what I've been looking at. So I might add that one as well. Um, and also we have Twitter. Uh, we stream to also. And then again, just you know, for the content, uh, no more on Instagram, um, but we'll start doing commercials on Instagram and TikTok pages. That's going to work out the, the format for those. We are, we are growing and spreading. Um, French just said there, um, I often come, I often have to come up with new ones because I'm like, nah, this one is too good. Let's say this one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he caught us out with some good ones when he came on. And funnily enough, that was actually our first live, wasn't it? When Fred, yeah, uh, agree on this, mm -hmm. our first live Facebook live. Anyway, we've, uh, well, sorry. well, speaking of those, he actually has a good one, which uh, goes into She-Hulk, right? So, or not She-Hulk, but it's related to She-Hulk because it's another Hulk in a way. Um, and there's been some hints about other Hulks uh, in this series. So um, his newest one was about, you know, should they recast uh, General Rost? So that, that was a good one. And I know Alex had this thought for a long time about transformation off screen, which I completely agree with. And I've been also thinking too, you know, recast Betty Ross and, you know, put Red She-Hulk in that role. Um, and we'll also touch on uh, rumored Thunderbolts lineup as well. So interesting to see how they're going to handle that uh, for the Thunderbolts movie. And, you know, I was also thinking, and they could also do this, they could always just choose, like, another general to, like, basically be the Red Hulk in the MCU if they, like, it'd just be somebody other than, you know, Thunderbolt Raw. Just yep. choose anybody else. Like, um, like, they could even go, like, bring in Talbot or something and make Talbot, like, you know, Red Hulk. Yeah, they could do. I, I, I'm. Uh, I don't think it would be in bad. I personally, I don't think it would be in bad taste to make a Red Hulk, a Red Hulk, as if as if it was William Hurt playing the Red Hulk as General Ross. But I can imagine that a lot of people would think that it was in bad taste. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't think we would necessarily because I think it's a good idea. Yeah. But I can see some people going, oh, that's a bit, you know, that's not in very good taste. This this guy died and they're kind of now turning him into a Hulk. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they won't understand the process as well. I, I don't know. Well, and I, and I don't think that they actually knew who Red Hulk was in the comics for a, a little while. Like, I don't think that right. they knew that he was Thunderbolt Roth. So I think that they could always do that on screen where just Red Hulk shows up and everybody's like, who is this? Oh, it's Red Hulk. And then like, you know, five, 10 years from now, somebody's like in something and they're like, who is that? And you find out he's Thunderbolt Raw. Like, you know, like, and just be like, yeah, I went through the whole, you know, process. Gotcha. And they could do the same thing similar to what um, Ross did with Blonsky is that Val could find another soldier out there. You know, say, hey, you're going to, you know, do the same similar storylines as Blonsky and that person becomes the Red Hulk. Maybe it's someone from his past, Blonsky's past, possibly, you know, because remember he was on loan uh, to General Ross as well. So it could be for someone from his original units or, you know, that same type of, uh, I forgot where he's from, England, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Russia so Soviet trained, wasn't he? Yeah. So it could be another, another 
another one of those type of roles. So we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get stuck into that because I've got some uh, I've got some, some good thoughts about uh, Blonsky actually um, when we get to the She Hulk section of the show today. So, uh, but before we get there, we've we've digressed nicely. Look at that. We spent twelve. We've spent twelve minutes just talking rubbish, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, news of the week. Yes, uh, top of the news. Uh, Love and Thunder. So September 8th release of Love and Thunder along with Assembled, the making of Love and Thunder will be on Disney+. Plus. Um, so that's coming, you know, pretty much in a week and a half. Um, so pretty soon that'll be out there. Um, Harry Styles was interviewed uh, and he says he doesn't think he'll star another film for a while. I think there'll be a time again when I'll crave it. So I wonder how that'll affect him playing Star Fox. Um, and you know, any, you know, the end credit scene from the Eternals and how that goes forward in the MCU has already filmed stuff and it's already ready to go. Like, you know, some cameos or is, you know, what kind of deal do you have worked out with Marvel? But he was interviewing, uh, for some other things he's been doing. And that's one of the things I pulled from that was, uh, basically he doesn't know he'll star in a film for a while again. So something to keep an eye on. I think that's, um, that's, that's, that's strange. Um, I, I'm disappointing, not necessarily because I'm disappointed I'm not going to see Harry Styles, but that was quite a big kind of post-credit scene, wasn't it? Like that meant a mm-hmm. lot. You know, this is a this is a a big moment, and it's kind of like, oh, they're just going to pass that off for a little while. I'm not saying they'll ignore it, but you know, it doesn't seem like that moment was steering the ship there almost for the next Eternals film. Yep. Like you know, like oh, like we're going to go do something with Star Fox now. Like mm. yeah, and now they're kind of what are they not? I don't know. I mean, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who's saying my prayer? So, okay. Yeah, some of the group doesn't, you know, is happy with that news. Someone goes, thank God. And someone else goes, my prayers is working. So <laughs> sound like we have some uh, not so big fans of Harry Styles on the group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he's a little bit marmite, I guess. Yep. So yeah, I can understand that. Um, some boys news. Um, I know this is a Marvel or, or DC or Star Wars, but we do like talking about the boys. And I believe we're still going to have a boys takeover weekend coming up. Um, but they have officially started filming season four. Um, it's expected to premiere next summer um, after uh, airing the Gen V series as well. And the other big news was that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has been cast in the series. So it'll be interesting to see interesting to see who he plays. Is he going to be another old, uh, you know, Vought person like Liberty slash uh, Stormfront or Soldier Boy? Uh, coming into the mix, or is he going to be a, a modern times person? Um, I, I think I think he would be great as the character Tech Knight in The Boys. He's kind of like a Batman s kind of like character who is like he's got all these gadgets and stuff like that. And I think he's been kind of in the background of The Boys show for a little bit. Um, I think he had like a movie or something on on one episode or something. Um, kind of they kind of did the same thing with jensen ackles being soldier Soldier boy Boy. they they had like a soldier boy statue in one episode and like all kinds of stuff so i didn't even think about that person that makes pretty good sense for him to play that role i think um i I love jeff d morgan i think he's brilliant and and he's already kind of i mean when he played the comedian in watchman as well he had Mm -hmm. that sort of more sinister hero type yep. role so and uh, as you know i'm a big fan of walking dead so you know see him in that as negan and uh he's i think he's great and, and so he, that's a, he's great he also played uh thomas wayne too i think and uh, yes uh to ben affleck um like was it uh, affleck or bale 
No, it was Affleck. You're right. It was Affleck. It, it was Affleck. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, and uh, the girl from The Walking Dead played uh, Martha Wayne. Maggie. Uh, Maggie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, as, yeah, as long as we, we get a mix of of, of JDM from Rampage, um, Watchmen, and Negan, that kind of mix, I think yeah. he'll kill it in anything. So, mm-hmm. a yep. couple of comments here. Um, they must invite uh, Misha Collins um, mm-hmm. and Jared uh, Pilecki. Um, yeah, he's awesome. yeah, Pilecki. And then someone goes, whoever he plays, you already know he's going to be a psychopathic asshole. <laughs> like I said, he plays that. Um, also, too, um, he was John Winchester in Supernatural. So, Supernatural on the boys. Uh, so, that's interesting there as well. Nice. But yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to next season. So, summer 2023, it'll premiere. Um, Monica Rambeau, new comic series where she's Photon. So, I wonder if that's going to foreshadow um, her, her superhero name in the MCU. Because, you know, she goes by Spectrum, Photon, uh, Captain Marvel. She's like, like, I think six different aliases she has gone by in the comics, if I remember correctly. And so I wonder if that will be her her name uh, for it. So something to I keep think, an eye I think, on. I, I don't know if you said this one. I think she's even gone by Spectrum, too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Spectrum. So, yeah. Just a reminder, guys, if you're watching or listening live, um, like we said, we can't see the people's names on the chat. So maybe just drop your name at the end or just a little initial because i know that roxy's on i know that fred's on i know that zadrunas is on um i know there's a couple of other people on so if you if you do drop us a comment no matter where you're commenting just just put a little initial at the end just so we've got an idea of who it might be all right because it's nice yeah. to be able to put a comment a name to a comment yeah that's a facebook limitation if you're from twitch or youtube we can see it and i'll have to drop that link out there for the facebook permissions to, to see your your name and avatar come through um echo news uh the black knife called cartel or appear in echo as villains um and i believe um that's a rival to um i'm going blank on it on her her uncle and, and her dad and all them um but sorry joan start, start again what did you say what's i'm going blank on the name the gang that the, that works for um fist that her that she's related to her her dad's in it her dad's crazy horse the, um the track suits. No, the tracksuits. I thought he was in there something else. Where is the tracksuits? Anyways, I'm going blank here. I'm having my Sunday blackout here. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, but I wonder if they're, they're a rival from the Black Knife cartel. And if I remember, there's like a sadistic drug dealer in this cartel from the comics. I'll have to go back and look. It's been a while since I've done the Echo stuff. Um, but they will appear as the villains of the series. So I wonder almost a rival to the tracksuits. Okay. Um, and then also, too, Echo has rap filming. A lot of Cox has shared on social media that they have wrapped filming. Oh. So they're in post-production now. And when is that one due out? I believe it's, isn't it early next year? I was just going to have a look at my little list here. Uh, we were supposed to get Charlie Cox in that show too, weren't we? Yep, Charlie Cox, uh, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio. Um, so, yeah. Mid- middle of next year. So this time next year. Okay, this time next year. Um, some Spider-Woman news. So Olivia Wilde um, is playing Quill in the project. She's been rumored attached to that as directing, you know, helming the project. Um, she wanted to say that I can't say a word about it. Yeah, no, I can't say anything about it. I have to bury myself in the couch now. I will say that I think Marvel approach of allowing new filmmakers to come into the fold and have access to these tools of the Marvel universe is incredibly exciting. I'm a big fan of what they're doing over there. But yeah, I can't confirm whether that is what that is. I can, so, I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. That's all that was. Oh, uh, back to coming here about Echo from the group here. I hope we see Kristen Ritter and Echo 
if she's not in She-Hulk. And I wouldn't be surprised if we do see her in Echo. Um, and the rumor is for She-Hulk that she'll be mentioned, you know, kind of teased but not shown. Um, I think from Murdoch slash Daredevil is looking for was the rumor that I heard. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see once that happens in the show. Um, some Fantastic Four news. It's been a wild week of the director. So earlier in the week, uh, week Mac Sha- Matt Shackman, who's done WandaVision, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and he was supposed to do the upcoming Star Trek film. Um, he was rumored to direct again in the week. Um, now, by the end of the week, <laughs> he is now in reports uh, or in uh, talks. Um, the report is he's in talks to direct the, the movie according to Deadline. Um, other news also came out saying that he dropped out of directing the Star Trek film that. Uh, due to scheduling conflict with Fantastic Four. So it sounds like this is a dumb de- uh, done, done deal. Um, so basically, the Hollywood Reporter, uh, Boris Kitt, has told fans that Michael Matthews and Reed Caroline were in the hunt. Um, Caroline directed the first two Magic Mike movies, 22 Jump Street and White House Down. Which I wonder if Caroline was going to helm the film, if that means Chatham Tatum was going to be in some yeah. role. Uh, in the Fantastic Four, possibly. I could see him being the thing, possibly. You know, if that was the route they were going. Um, the reporter indicated that Matthews was really the one uh, that came down to the wire with WandaVision director Shackman. Um, it would have been interesting to see what he could have done on a massive budget as his latest movie was Love and Monsters with Dylan O'Brien. Um, now, there was other big names there were in talks as well. Those weren't revealed, but I think those were dropouts early because I know that Spielberg was um, rumored for a while. Um, and some others, but um, it looks like it's going to be Shackman, um, which makes me wonder, with Shackman doing the, the film, if they're going to circle back to that um, aerospace engineer that was teased in WandaVision, where it went to nowhere. Yeah. Could they circle back and make that tie to Reed, possibly, that he was helping, assisting, helping somebody, and that, that was his assistant that showed up to help um, Monica? Um, and then... Also, too, I wonder if this, any of the rumors of any of the Always Sunny Philadelphia cast uh, will be any of the characters. Because I know um, Glenn Howerton has been Howerton has been one that people have been talking about as, uh, as Reed Richards as well. So, interesting to see how all this plays out um, with some of these directors being tied to some of these people. We watched, uh, watched Dog yesterday with Channing Tatum, actually. And it's really, really, really good movie, actually. Really fun sort of family movie to watch. And uh, it's quite nice. But actually, I don't dislike Channing Tatum as much as I feel like I used to dislike Channing Tatum. You know? Um, I've actually... No, I wouldn't necessarily have, you know, favoured him. But um, certainly grown on me a little bit. So I wouldn't be against him being in, in uh, as a thing, I guess. But we'll see. I think he could be good at the thing or even Johnny Storm even as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think... Got, I was just about to say, I think, is he a bit big to be Johnny Storm? He's a big fella. And I don't yeah. Yeah. A big fella, was he? But he slimmed down, though. So you see the movie, like, Fighting, where he's with um, Terrence Howard, where he's, like, that street fighter from a wrestler. He's kind of slender in that film. Um, he's played some funny roles, too. So I think he could pull off Johnny or, or the thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. A uh, couple of comments from the group here about that one. Um, he would never drop out of the franchise as big as Star Trek if he wasn't 100% sure he was doing an even bigger one. I agree with that. Mm. Um, the next one here, I think John Krasinski done a really good job with Reed Richards. I am Groot. Um, <laughs> and this is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was true as well. Like, he was rumored to be Gambit for a while. I think they even had stuff ready to go and that film got canceled. Mm. Um, so, you know, 
Mick, you know, who knows if that will happen if, if he pulls this role or if they'll circle back around to that. And mm-hmm. yep, and I agree. He had a screenplay written and everything. So um, it would have been a good gambit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, so interesting there uh, just to see how that unfolds. Um, but yeah, so it looks like we have a director. Um, it, 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 it does sound like that probably would be announced at uh, D23. I don't know if the cast will be announced now. I kept saying that that was my bet on the cast um, being announced there, but it sounds like they might be still going through the casting process with that. So hmm. I hope we get it, but maybe not. <laughs> might get one. Never know. Might get one. Yeah. They might say they might bring out Reed if they've got yep. a Reed. Uh-huh. Uh, you have something to say, Alex? No, no, I, oh. no, no, no. Well, no, I mean, I was just going to throw out there the Glenn Howerton thing about him being a possible Reed Richards. He could totally play like the maker, like the the evil version of Reed. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. an evil variant or something. Because just like Dennis, the psychopath on yep. Always Funny. Doing the Dennis system and, you know, <laughs> what, you know, all the, all the women. So, what you were saying, wasn't it, a few weeks ago about. Uh, Reed being the villain of his own movie. Yep. And and that you know if you could get that maker in there, I know I know somebody brought up on, on the group that it might be confusing for normal fans, but I, I don't know. I don't think it will be confusing. I think we've you know we've been introduced so much within the MCU now, time travel and different multiverses and all sorts of things that why not having a you know they've already introduced the fact that there's different people in different universes of the same person. You know, two to two Doctor Stranges and two you know, Christine's or two wonders or whoever it might be. So why not two people from different times? We've, we've had that before anyway, Gamora and Nebula, we've had loads of fans. We've had loads of people from different times turning up. So I think that, I think that could re- work really, really well. I'd really like that idea when, when I think, I think Jarian said about Reed being the villain of his own of movie. Them, yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, well, actually he already has got a villain. He already is a villain. Yeah. So, and it, it works. I think it works great. Yeah. And, and not, mm-hmm. not, Go ahead. I was going to say, and he who remains even said that evil versions will arise of, of people. So, you yep. know, across the multiverse, there are evil, darker versions of these characters. Mm. Yeah, and don't make him a villain in MCU. Just make him a villain of that film. And by the end, he's goes in that arc. He's a hero, and they come together as a team. Because think about it. If they're lost somewhere, and they do like a lost in space type thing, the team can be pissed at him and blaming him for, you know, the powers, accepting the powers, getting lost, that kind of stuff. And through that movie, you know, they could be going at each other, but by the end, they have to come together to fight some other villain, and then they're a team after that. So I think that would be a good way. It's kind of a, it's an origin story, but it's a play on the origin story that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, and someone from the group said, I like that better, actually, about the Maker route. Um, good shout, Alex, uh, from the group. Um, and then another comment says, when, if they do announce the cast of D23, it'll break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to do it then. We're ultimately do it to have that kind of uh, publicity. So, you know, we'll have to keep something to keep an eye on because there's nothing else for the rest of the year that they can do to actually, you know, announce that other than doing like some special thing on their own. But D23 is the perfect place to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, another from the group here, we'd like to see him create the ultimate nullifier. That, that's a good one as well. So, mm-hmm. Because think about it, how many of Reed's inventions and stuff have caused him to face villains? You know, look at what he did, the, uh, the Negative Zone, all that kind of stuff, Annihilist, you know, all kind of stuff. It's like what Tony Stark said, we are our own demons, and Reed is just like that. Yeah, I was just about to say that that just continues that narrative that yep. 
they sort of bring it on themselves after the time. Like, like, you know, go, circling back to what we were saying at the top of the episode about uh, General Ross and the Discovery Records, and he's saying that since since the emergence of, you know, Iron Man, there's been like, you know, untold number of threats that have just turned up from nowhere. But that, then, that, that happens, doesn't it? If you yep. self-empower, someone's going to challenge you, so. And Ultron's saying too, it's like, you know, this, you know, invites challenge, challenge yeah. invites conflict, you know, the whole thing. So it's, it's all there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Thunderbolt Ross again, uh, this is the rumor of Thunderbolts lineup, which I don't know if this is even true because it's kind of sounds fishy to me. Uh, Baron Zemo, Yelena Baleva, uh, Ghost, Taskmaster, hopefully the male one, um, the Abomination, <laughs> US Agent, Titania, and the Winter Soldier. Um, so I don't know about Zemo in this lineup. Um, I, I feel like Zemo was in a a good place. Um, in Falcon the Winter Soldier, he kind of accepted that, and you know, unless they're trying to rehabilitate him and, and Val's manipulate him to be, hey, this is like your your arc to go, you know, rehabilitation route. Um, Yelena makes sense. We saw the closing credits of a Black Widow. I can see Ghost because we haven't heard or seen from Ghost in a long time, and she was kind of out there with um with Bill um. Uh, Bill Foster, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after she was kind of healed and still healing from from Janet Van Dyne, you know, Taskmaster, please don't bring bring back the the daughter. You know, do Tony Tony Masters, please. The Abomination, you're, they're totally setting this up from She Hulk. You can see them going this route, especially with him being mm-hmm. in jail. And, and then what we saw the episode two, U.S. Agent again makes sense from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Titanium inter- Titania is an interesting one. Um, and interesting what her arc is. Um, in She-Hulk to see if that actually happens. Did we actually see Val and She-Hulk show up to recruit her possibly, depending on what happens, her and Abomination, or does does she get thrown in the same place as Abomination and then become friends? Who knows? But the Winter Soldier is the most head-scratcher one because it seemed like he was on a very different path to be kind of like Nomad mm. and not be on a t- uh, Thunderbolt's team. So so who knows? And a chat from the group here is also says, I have doubts about Bucky, so yeah. Yeah, I, I can't see I don't, I don't know. I think that's that's sketchy. That mm-hmm. that line up there. I can't see Ghost. I can't see her returning. Maybe not ever, but I don't see her returning for this. I don't see don't see Bucky joining because he's. I think he's done with government affiliated things now. I don't think he wants anything to do with it whatsoever. I can't see Taskmaster. I think she's gone. I don't think yeah, I, I don't yeah. Think that version again ever. Um, mm-hmm. And I I can also see that we're gonna. I'd also like. If we got one or two people that we haven't met yet, that haven't all, that haven't just been villains in something else, or mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like we, yeah, a couple of fresh ones. I think, like you said, U.S. Agent Abomination, hundred percent. I think we can almost nail those ones on, and probably Yelena as well. But after that, I don't know. Yeah, and, hey, I, I, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, I almost feel like with Abomination, that'll be like our final episode of the series for She-Hulk, where like he'll meet Val or something and be recruited for this, where like at the end, that'll be your post-credit scene, like, you know, like him being recruited. But I, I feel like Titania is almost just like kind of like an add-on to that, you know, from She-Hulk. So I, I, I kind of feel like maybe not add her, but like Bucky doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, in this at all. So I don't know. Yeah, I, and, I think we're going to see. Um, someone said White Vision there. I don't know. Yeah, I was put in the chat next. Yeah, yeah. I think he's too. I think he's too intelligent to to fall for that one. Um, but I, I I still think we could see uh, Bullseye. When you look at when Thunderbolts releasing, 
Um, mm-hmm. And around the time where Thunderbolt's releasing, I think we could still see a bullseye. And I'd like to see someone like Songbird or someone like yep. that. Someone That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I could see Songbird being that person with Val already, kind of like we saw with Hawkeye in S.H.I.E.L.D. and Thor, because we didn't see Hawkeye until Thor, right? That's yeah. when we first saw Hawkeye. I could see, I could see her having someone like Songbird on her side the entire time and, you know, being the one out there with her and while she's recruiting the others. Um, back to, to Antonia, she seemed like she was free. She was done. At the end of Black Widow, they called the protocol. Spring Tony Masters in. Stop being lazy. Yeah, uh, seriously. Yeah, agreed. Go yeah. get Jensen Knuckles to play Tony Masters and make me happy. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, comment, I, go ahead. I tell you what. Also, what I'd quite like to see. Um, and I know he wasn't on. Uh, well, actually, correct me if you're wrong. He might have been on Thunderbolts, but he was on Dark Ventures, but Penance. So, mm-hmm. and then into Penance, he was on the he was on the Dark Avengers team, wasn't he? He was on. Yep. On Stark Avengers team, but mm-hmm. we could see some sort of amalgamation of the Dark Avengers and the Thunderbolts switched together a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Um, I know you can make Hammer the the replacement in the MCU for Osborn, Justin Hammer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. Make, um, I mean, I really like I really liked the Penance character. I love these. You know what he not what he stood for. I don't mean like that. <laughs> that sounds a bit dark. I didn't mean it like that. But I mean, I loved why he did what he did you know um and if you don't know about penance go and go and check him out because he's a, a really cool really cool character and it's really sort of hard hitting what he's done to himself because of what happened in civil war so really do you think they could recruit someone like echo possibly or um or one of these other upcoming shows like maybe we'll even see because who, who's going to be their either Iron Man type person. We know that Osborne wore the Iron Patriot armor. Um, that could be Hammer, you know, possibly, or could they try to get Riri and Wakanda forever, possibly, as a recruit? So it'll be interesting to see how they, how they, how they do that. Um, come out here from the group. I could see Zemo being in it and acting on his own agenda or pretending to follow Contessa's orders, which that can make sense for Zemo, but I, I just feel like Zemo was kind of in that, that place um, at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Also, too, is uh, what's her name going to be tied to it? Also, um, yeah, come on, come on, Carter, Agent Carter. Thank oh, you. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> um, she was because she was the power broker and supposedly the power broker in yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, is she going to be tied to here as well? Is she going to be kind of on the screens, or are we seeing more her, her going the scroll arc instead of the Thunderbolt mm-hmm. arc? I feel like she's a scroll. Yeah. Honest. 13, yeah. thank you from the chat. And I'm not sure which one, this one says, LOL, too perfect. I'm not sure what this comment's towards, if it's towards the, my comment about um, Taskmaster or um, uh, another comment about too perfect. Um, but yeah, so that's Thunderbolt's lineup. Um, two more things uh, about Wakanda forever, and then we go into She-Hulk. So the first one is... Daniel Kaluuya, I hope I'm saying his last name right. Um, you know, he's Wakibi. Um, also been like in Get Out and other movies as well. Um, also, the black he's the Black Messiah in that movie also. Um, he talked about the trailer. Um, he said he's seen it. Of course, it's amazing. Um, he discussed on not having a role. It's what's best for the story. It's what's best for the film. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to watch it. And then a follow-up question he was asked, um, if he's on screen in Casualty, or is he away from Wakanda? Because we don't, because he was alive at the end of the first movie, so yeah. we don't know what happened between that and, and Infinity War and so forth, and where he's been because he was the leader of the Bird Tribe and he was in a relationship with Akwe. Um, So he said, you know, you know, I can't tell you. You're supposed to start with that. So you know, 
he could be an on-screen casualty from this. He could be, um, you know, locked up for his uh, his role in uh, uh, the first Black Panther, or he could just not be in the film and be away, and we'll see him in the future. So, mm. um, oh, my, that comment about too perfect was Tony Masters. Just too perfect. <laughs> I guess that's my 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 casting of uh, Jensen Nichols. I was on the Jeffrey Dean Morgan train of him playing Tony Masters longest time. Um, but after seeing Ackles pull off that uh, Soldier Boy, it's like you could just basically take that person, bring him in the MCU, upgrade him a little bit, you know, give him some more of that that that, that attitude, that chip on his shoulder, and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. That's the non-She-Hulk stuff. Have you seen that comment? I just want to say that comment from the uh, from the group there before we move on. Um, it's from uh, oh, I think yeah, the Rick Flag one. No, go up a few more. Um, okay, what do you guys um, think? About White oh, okay. Okay. So, what do you guys think? Where's White Vision? Do we think we're going to see him in the future movies? I am Groot. Um, so, Groot, um, what I think mm-hmm. we'll see him is Armor Wars. I think that's a perfect way to go looking for him because he basically is Stark technology for the most part. Um, that's what Armor Wars is. Um, so, I could see him showing up in Armor Wars. That, that's my guess. Where'd you reckon he is, Alex? Where's he gone? Um, so I feel like he kind of left to go find himself at first. I'm not exactly sure where he's going to end up. I mean, I think Armor Wars is probably a very safe possibility. I don't know if he'll be like the main, like, focus in Armor Wars. I feel like that might be like something like additionally, like, hey, now some Stark suits are out there in the world and similar texts like, oh, and the White Vision is out there. You know, it might be one of those types of things. Drop it, a drop in sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and there's this additional problem, you know, that we have like type of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not sure if he's going to go out there and like find himself and come back and be, you know, a completely changed vision or if he's going to come back with a vengeance, you know? Um, yeah, I'd like to pin he's out there learning everything he can possibly learn about everything. I reckon he could have been anywhere. He could have been off planet learning different things about different cultures and different species. And uh, I think he's probably just gone to sort of, like I say, learn as much as he can, take in as much as he can. Um, and yeah, I think, I think you might be right there. I like that little idea, like a little, we've got this problem of, you know, where the white vision's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could also see him being in Secret Invasion and being part of the people that are warning, saying, "Hey, something's going on," mm-hmm. or being a, a pivotal person in Secret Invasion. Maybe he can scan them and tell, like a weapon, to see who's who's a scroll and who's not. I could see that as well. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a good comment too from the group. I could see Bucky having the same role as Rick Flag. That's actually a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could see that. That'd be a great one. Um, another question here from the group chat. Who's your favorite Black Panther candidate? I'm Team Lapita. Um, yeah, I thought it was Nakia for the longest time, but now I'm off the Nakia train, especially since I think there's a child involved here. I couldn't see her being the Black Panther. Um, I've been on the, you know, I'm Team M'Baku, but I think it's going to be Shuri. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I I can see possibly a Koye. I can see multiple people wearing suits in this film as well. Um, especially if, you know, depending on what we saw the flooding. And the trailer, and there's going to be multiple people on hands on deck for this. I could see all of them suiting up, was, even the queen. Yeah, I was just about to say. Imagine if 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 they sort of went. Actually, we've got Shuri, Akoya, Yumbaku, and Nakia all wearing Black Panther suits, mm-hmm. like a team of Panthers. Make, yeah. make it make it more of a mantle than the person at that point. Like, 
Yep. Yep. T- make it a, t- a team. Um, another question here, still in Black Panther. Anyone think they'll ever bring back Claw? I hope so. I loved the, the portrayal of Yuzi's Claw in the MCU. Uh, I, I think he killed it. I'm going blank on his name. I'm going. I don't know why I'm going so blank today. Andy things. Sir. Andy Circus. Thank mm-hmm. you, Andy. Andy Circus killed it in that role. So I hope they bring him back. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. He's uh, absolutely brilliant. He's one of those people that, as soon as he was on screen, you're like, oh yeah, I love this guy. Like the, the moment he entered into um, uh, Age of Ultron, wasn't he? He was in first, and he was just brilliant. You just wanted to see more of him the whole time. Um, yep. And I'd really like to see that kind of complete. So the um, uh, original Secret Wars storyline with, with Doom and on Battleworld, he was just crazy, weren't he? He'd lost his mind. And I think that would be a brilliant way to bring him back in, even if it was just for a sort of, you know, in and out and he's and he's gone again, just for a, you know, bring him back and bring him back through the multiverse somehow or bring him back through something and his mind's all mush and he's, he was already a bit crazy. So I think this could be a great way to bring him back and show that really, really crazy side of him. So yeah, I think that'd be good. And wasn't Claw part of the Frightful Four at one point? Like, at least so. Yeah, like like they've had a few different members that they've slid in and out on that team because it's kind of like a, a lower end team. But I mean, like you could always bring him back and team him up with people like that and make him like kind of like an issue at some point down the road because he's too great of a villain to just like kind of yeah. just like tossed out of the way for a long time and then just kind of slide back in, like. That scene that you mentioned in Age of Ultron, where they kind of like show him that dialogue with Ultron, like Ultron says something that's exactly what Tony Stark would say. And he goes, Tony Stark used to say that very exact thing to me. And so like, it showed like previous connections to Tony, like, you know, like, so. Mm. Yes. Back to, to vision, uh, coming here saying, or maybe he's somewhere in basement painting his body parts to be more like original vision. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's good is that like a scene like um john walker in falcon and winter soldier <laughs> i could just see i could just see vision just doing this with a paintbrush that's trying to <laughs> um back on who he thinks black panther i come in here i think shuri uh so you're probably right there's precedence there from the comics um and then uh another one about black panther true black panther could just become wakanda itself without being tied down to one person. And that actually goes with the title of the film, Wakanda Forever. Uh, so, you know, like I said, we, we could see, you know, the Wakanda corpse. I don't know. But it looks like we're going to get the Hazut, um, the Special Forces uh, Black Panthers. They wear the, the, the white Black Panther suits. We could be getting them as well in this film um, from things I've read. So hopefully we'll see them on screen. Awesome. Um, oops, let me click off things off here. Okay. So, uh, She-Hulk stuff. So, Jessica Gao did talk about the Shang-Chi post-credits. Uh, she went on to say, no, he wasn't human form in, in the Shang-Chi tag because of our show. And that reason we had him in human form was because of the nature of the accident. We knew that we wanted him to bleed onto Jen, which is how she got his blood. Hulk would not need blood. You can't pierce Hulk's skin. Certainly not through a dinky car accident. So we need to have him be in human form in order to have his gamma-radiated blood get into Jen and into her system. We had to come up with the reason for why he was human. Uh, she went on to say, when you first come into Bruce and Jen the car in the first episode, you kind of hear uh, the tail end of the conversation. And really that conversation is just him talking about how he discovered that his arm could heal better when he was in human form. So he created that little device that you see him wearing to keep him in human form just so that he can heal his arm and then go back to being small, smart Hulk. Uh, and that's why when the device breaks in the car accident, he turns back into small Hulk. 
And because we're doing all of this, that's actually why we kind of planned Bruce in banner form in Shang-Chi. <laughs> I, don't, I think I think she sort of answered the question without answering the question at all there, because I think pe what people actually really wanted to know was like, how does this sit time-wise? Not like, yeah, we get that he had to be human to be hurt. Like that's kind of obvious, really, isn't it? Um, but I think what they wanted to know is, like, hold on, when does that sit time-wise compared to what we saw in Shang-Chi? That was more the point, I think, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, and that was probably weeks, months after. Yeah. Um, we got some comments here. So it looks like we have some new people on Twitch. Uh, someone said, look like Ned. <laughs> That's funny. Um, go, back, yeah. go back to um, Shang-Chi on the bus. Yeah. Spider-Man, Ned, not Simpsons Ned. So, yeah. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I think it's more, you know, when I not the longer hair, when I have the shorter hair, more like the guy in the bus in Shang-Chi, you know, filming Asia Boy. <laughs> um, but then um, Gal also talked about Cox's reaction to the role in She-Hulk. Uh, Charlie Cox coming back as Matt Murdock, Daredevil. Um, he's such a reverence and love for that character. It's clear that the character meant so much to him. But he uh, also came very game to play around. He was totally up for more funny banter and having this dynamic with Jen and She-Hulk. It really feels like the character from the comics. It was so fun because he really does fit into the show so perfectly. They're both lawyers and they're both superheroes. Who else can say that they have that in the common? It was just very fun thinking about what their dynamics would be based on the personalities of the two characters. So... Mm. Yeah, I think we've said this before about the, the, you know, the Daredevil Matt Murdock character coming over into the She-Hulk and fitting in with the 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 feel of that particular show, rather than just being the same version that he always has been in other shows or other programs or projects. Just within another show, he'd feel out of place if that was the case, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah. it's going to fit in with what the feel of that program is, and I think that kind of makes sense. If I remember too that with with Murdoch and Daredevil, the different runs in the comics, different tones. We're not gonna just keep doing the whole Netflix thing because that's not how the comics are with with that role. Um, a nice comment here. This would be interesting. Uh, I think we should get a Marvel DC collab. It would be a great movie for all the fans want, and that's when The Rock is starting to push for. Um, really? So yeah, The Rock has you have mentioned that he wants to you know make that happen where we have a DC Marvel um, thing going on. So you know maybe with The Rock we'll get to see that. Um, another question here. Um, do you think She-Hulk will follow the late comics like Spider-Man? Um, so it does look like they're doing some of the later runs possibly, you know, they did change their origin from it. You know, they did make Bruce more involved where he wasn't in the comics. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that, um, based on the comic run. Um, another thing here from the comments feels like a natural thing. Oops. Come on. Click on the screen. feels like a natural thing for their past to cross Daredevil She-Hulk. Yep. I completely agree with that one. And I mean, in in uh, No Way Home, we just saw uh, Charlie Cox as Daredevil representing Spider Man for the very this very reason, you know, like being yeah. concerned about being a hero. So, um, and then someone goes Jessica also. Yep, Jessica makes sense because yeah. you know basically she's a private eye, and you know yeah. in lawyer work you need that kind of investigation stuff. So yeah, there's a whole it's, work of people. There. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Kat Corio, uh, on which episode she's most excited for. Um, she went on to say, um, stop clicking on the screen here. <laughs> there we go. Um, I have to say I'm very partial to the episode four at the Mystic Castle. 
Um, Patty Guggenheim, who plays uh, Madison, uh, is a comedic genius, and her and Wong playing off each other is one of my favorite elements of the show. I also love Donnie Blaze in the whole setting. Episode 4's courtroom scene is just one of my favorites in the whole series. It was written by a writer named Melissa Hunter. Okay, so. cool. So we've got something, something nice to look forward to in a couple of weeks, then, if she thinks that's yep. her favorite episode. So that's uh, most of the news from that. Um, I do have some more news that I'll I'll um, that I'll, I'll sprinkle in um, as we talk about certain things, topics. But now it's just the show. Yeah, excellent. So I think um, just looking at that show, then I think it was a nice episode, and it you know people said that there was um, nothing really happened, and I was like, loads of stuff happened. <laughs> I've I've seen this comment multiple times. And I, it was almost like oh, it was just another load of stuff. And I was like, there was so many, I think, important parts to that show. I mean, I just want to touch on one thing because we can kind of get in and get out of this one. So the the Bruce element. Firstly, his little his little uh, comedic moment there. Uh, the uh, yeah, I'm an entirely different person now. <laughs> it was that it was that meme, wasn't it? That Leonardo DiCaprio meme. <laughs> I, I, I noticed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those. I thought that was a brilliant little comment. But um, obviously, he's he's gone. He's back to Sakar. Um, so we, I think we know where that's leading, don't we? Yeah. And speaking of that ad lib, that was planned. Um, so basically, it was a nod from from Norton to Banner Switch. Um, that was a Mark Ruffalo ad lib. That was truly the, that's the truly the world of this show. It's it's meta as you can possibly get, and what's more meta than discussing the fact uh, that that the Hulk and the Incredible Hulk 2008 was played by a totally different actor. There are so many layers to it. Um, and then um, you talked about Ruffalo about the Sakar thing, right? Yeah. Being on the ship there. Um, so Ruffalo addressed this. Um, he said, "I don't know. It certainly does suggest that." There has been some conversation about what happened in the two years where Hulk abandoned Banner and the Avengers on Sakaar and the emergence of Smart Hulk, which hasn't full, ever fully been answered. I think maybe we've given four sentences to that time period since. It's really an interesting and exciting part of the Hulk story and Banner story. I do think the trip to Sakaar is a good place to start and what that means to the idea of what fans have been asking for. Oh. Um, the idea of Planet Hulk or World World Hulk or just the journey that Banner and Hulk have to make to come to peace with each other. That's really interesting to me, and I do feel like there's some interest in exploring that down the line. Now, I wonder if they're going to do two things here, right? His previous time on Sakaar where he became the champion, or where he went in between um, Earth and Sakaar, that could be Planet Hulk's story. Um, then what happens, him going back to Sakaar, that could be World War Hulk story. So I think they could also blend both of those in here by doing that. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if next week at D23 they tell us that we've got a Planet Hulk yep. show coming up in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I really wouldn't. And then a, a couple more things. Um, are you something to say, Alex, before I continue? Oh, with I, that? I, I, I was just going to say, I completely agree. And I think that they can totally use the Hulk here as like make him hit that point to where we've seen all this stuff about balance and She-Hulk make him hit that point where like that balance is disrupted and he just loses it. And then we get world war Hulk. you know, yeah. um, they've really been playing up balance a lot, like in about what it means to be a Hulk and everything. So, yeah. And you think that balance, go ahead. That. So I was just going to say, I, I totally agree with you, Alex, what they were saying. It's been, they've been playing that so much. Those first two episodes about the balance and about him not losing it, about being on the verge of losing it, about the other guy, about all, 
it's just that they're literally just going, look, this is here and this is going to happen. It's just a case of when and how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely walking that fine line there. And I wonder if they're actually going to come to the point where they separate the two. Mm. Um, like we've seen him happen on I was Asgard before in the comics where he got separated. Mm. I think Heimdall separated him in the comics. Uh, Banner and, and Hulk from each other. So I wonder if we get that. Um, but there was some some more things too about uh, about the Sakaar and Hulk thing as well. So Jessica uh, Gao also addressed this. Um, well, all I'll say is, you know, he spent a lot of time off planet as we saw in Thor Ragnarok. And we only got to see a little tiny bit of what his life was when he was on the plant, that planet. I mean, God knows what Hulk got up to in the years he was there. So he's got to go back and handle some off-world things that happened during that time. Um, and then they also addressed on why Hulk left. As far as Bruce Lee, this, this, this is She-Hulk show. As far as Bruce leaving, really, we're just looking for a convenient way to make sure that everybody knew this is Jen's show. And it's not going to be about Bruce. Yeah. And we just want to make sure people weren't expecting to see Bruce every single episode hanging out with her because, frankly, we can't afford it. <laughs> um, well, I'll say this. It's basically a big indication to the audience that it's definitely a She-Hulk show and not to expect to be Hulk show. However, you do get a tiny bit of a couple, maybe one or two questions answered, but don't expect this suddenly to become a two-hander uh, with Hulk. Yeah. So. And I, and I think that's 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 a nice little way to move on there because I think that exactly what that did wasn't it that just put an end to the fact that I don't think we're going to see Hulk again or anything about him maybe a couple of mentions from from Jen but other than that I think that's I think that's the last we're going to see of him um, and with that said um, what I'm seeing at the moment is we're seeing Jen who wants to be a lawyer who's it looks like she's going to try and be a lawyer but it's just going to be too hard for her to actually be a lawyer so she's going to move away from who she actually is and move into this kind of circus act type thing because that's kind of what she's being treated like circus acts publicity stun almost that type of thing then i think she's going to kind of realize actually i can't that's not me you know she's going to almost like that type of life for a little while because she's maybe she's getting stuff that she wasn't before or i don't know um and then she's going to sort of have this journey where she realizes that that's not who I am. I got into this to be a lawyer and that's what I'm going to be a lawyer, you know? Mm-hmm. I th- I think that with her being She-Hulk, like, and her turning into She-Hulk in the court, that kind of like forced her to, no, no lawyer is going to want the legal issues of having a superhero work for you. Like, that's just not going to happen. So you see that scene where she goes through all these job interviews and like literally the background just gets worse and worse and worse because like, <laughs> Not even like the bottom of the barrel lawyers like want like, you know, her to work with them. And then like she finds out that like, yeah, I've got this great job opportunity, but it's me embracing the very thing that I don't really want to embrace, which is being a Hulk and using that to promote myself and, 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 you know, be a fart. Like they straight up say to her, like, we want the She-Hulk. You know, we don't really want yep. Jennifer Walters. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, GKL LNH wants that, but other ones like we don't want the distraction, the risk of a sideshow. You know, uh-huh. we don't want the liability and you know the risk of an impartial of being able to not find an impartial jury as well. So uh-huh. yeah, she's almost. It's almost like she's got to accept this, and she's got to try. Like you said, Alex, she's she's almost forced to embrace this side, and she's going to get carried away, and she's going to lose who she is. She's going to kind of forget that she's a lawyer first 
and mm-hmm. and then kind of a superhero or then she hugs it you know lawyers first and that's going to kind of start disappearing and i think it looks like you know we're seeing there's images in uh, trailers where you know she's wearing sort of you know glamorous dresses and looks like she's stepping out of limousines and walking down red carpets and things like this and that's not really who she is that's, that wasn't who she is as a as a human as a normal as jennifer waters was it so i think she's going to kind of get caught up in that lifestyle before she kind of, you know, has that epiphany moment of actually, hold on a moment. It's, I need to be a lawyer first. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But from the chat here, she said herself, she didn't want everyone to think that she only got the job because she was She-Hulk, which she did get the job because of that, but she, but she's worked hard to become where she's at. So, mm-hmm. and that's been playing right from the beginning, hasn't it? The fact that she has worked hard since, since the beginning of, you know, she's put a lot of effort in to become a good lawyer. Yep. And, and right here, wants to earn on her own merits. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Uh, also, too, do you notice the logo change from She-Hulk Attorney at Law to She-Hulk Attorney for Hire? <laughs> I think in the episode. Yeah, it changed that after they went through that and they went to the whole thing. It said She-Hulk Attorney for Hire. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice uh, that. I think one of the most interesting things, too, was her laptop. That laptop screenshot was full yeah. of stuff. Uh, the QR code. Yeah, the QR code was um, She-Hulk first issue um, for the QR code this episode. Um, Ant-Man, where's Ant-Man? Um, is this a Quantumania reference? Um, I, and I saw something about uh, a theory. I think one of the one of like the comic book websites posted this theory that they think that Ant-Man will be the one to warn them about Kane Kang coming. You know, kind of being the warn about Kang is coming, that kind of stuff. But it's interesting um, that they said, "Where's Ant-Man?" So, time frame wise, is he already stuck in the quantum realm? Was you know what's going on here? Do um, you, you know what I thought that was? I thought it's like a game, like where's Wally? Okay. Yeah, where's Waldo? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like Ant Man hidden in a picture somewhere. Yeah, okay. It's loads of ants. Loads <laughs> yeah. Things that look like ants, and then there's just one little Ant Man. That's actually Scott. I thought it was just a game. <laughs> and this interesting one too. Someone's question says "Heroes for Hire" soon. You know, LOL. And it's interesting they said that because she was talking about the Avengers and do they have healthcare and do they get paid and that kind of stuff. And I wonder if that is kind of a hint towards that because we also saw the issue that Sam had, even though he was an Avenger, he had issues about all that too. And in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, so that was interesting uh, comment there about that. Um, we also saw a Swiss Village, you know, needing a mascot. In that page, is that a Moon Knight reference? We never, we never figured out which Alps he was in. Was it the Swiss Alps? Was it the Bavarian Alps? Where was he? So, is that a Moon Knight reference? Is that our first Moon Knight reference outside of Moon Knight, possibly? Um, we also got. I'll, I'll get to the big one last. Um, we also got scientists discover an element inside vibranium. So that's interesting. Was that one? There was an Ultron bot cleanup um, yeah, as really, well. That's really yeah. interesting. And what's that all about? Are, are they still cleaning up from? from the iron legion and from age of ultron there's still bots out there so that was interesting that you know we're still doing that they did say didn't they i think that part of the news was that um we'd hear a little bit more about the segovia records so there's obviously that link to age of ultron um uh you know there um but yeah it just seems like that was a a really long time ago i mean how i mean i'd be 10 years I think in Homecoming, they they briefly showed that there was like an Ultron head in like that warehouse, didn't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. In the um, yeah, in the lorry, yeah, on the the white. The, the, vault, the vault, yeah, the truck and then the vault, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I almost wonder if damage control still cleaning up. Is that a reference to Armor Wars, possibly? Also, 
um, as well. So interesting with that one. Um, here's another one um, from the comments. Anyone call the She-Hulk toll-free number? I called it straight away. It's Jen's voice, but would, would encourage everyone to call it themselves. I didn't catch you call that one thing to call that. I did not call that one yet. So that's one that I got to do that after the show. I'm, I'm not sure. Is it, will it be free from here? Will it be free from the UK? Um, it's an 877 number. It'll be free for us. It's 1877 She-Hulk. Um, so cool. I don't know. I can try to call it now on speakerphone. That'd be hilarious. Uh, let's see what happens here. Let's put on speakerphone. And you do it now. Do it now. Um, a, live, a live phone call. So uh, this is a first. We've got, our, we've got our first live phone call to an Avenger. <laughs> with, with yeah with shield yeah. <laughs> hi you reach the superhuman law division at gok and age okay whatever your call is very important to us <laughs> our associates are unavailable to take your call at this time but please stay on the line to hear about our services here at gok and h have you been fined for thousands of dollars worth of damage to the city you were trying to protect? <laughs> Did you accidentally create a sentient robot who got the feels and tried to destroy the world? Maybe you're an Asgardian god who leaves the giant burning imprint on private property every time you arrive on Earth. Lawn care, respect. <laughs> We've got your back. Our Celsius at the Superhuman Law Division of GLKH will fight for your rights to fight for everyone else's rights because that's what superheroing is all about. But don't take my word for it. Here's some testimonials from our Sacrifice Club. And again, this is where we've first met. Yes, we've Once again, sunlight. That's great. We're done. A little bit more. Oh, I was repeating. Um, so what's interesting too is like, do it as She-Hulk, it's the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was brilliant. I love that. I love that the, they were great little references as well. <laughs> Did you yeah. have a sentient robot that tried to destroy the Earth? <laughs> uh, there or, are. or that man has no respect for law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Age of Ultron too, wasn't it? That was yes. Age of Ultron. Yeah. yeah. Right at the end, wasn't it? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that might be Zadrunas that's saying that he's in Germany there. Uh, so you can't call the number, but I wanted to. But there you go. There you go. So on that page, there was two big things. And everyone's complaining that there's been no references to Eternals other than some Kingo stuff. Well, we have our first thing about Eternals that's not Kingo related. Um, they talked about why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean? So Tiamat is, you know, he's out there. They know he's there, but... That's the first time we've seen a reference to, to Tiamat that everyone's been asking about the emergence and how come no one's doing this. So there you go with that one. But the next biggest one, and this is the biggest bombshell on that page, we have a mutant's tease. Um, basically, it says uh, man fights with metal claw claws in a bar brawl. That definitely sounds like Logan in Wolverine to reference right there in, in mutants. So um, I wonder where they're going to they're go with that from this show because they kept saying there's all kinds of stuff they're putting in this show. Um, so I wonder if we actually have a case. Yeah. Yeah. Come up in the series about it's, that. It's nice that they keep dropping these sort of, some of them more subtle than others. I mean, you know, how many people, how many normal people, I don't class any of you as normal, by the way, 
<laughs> normal people are going to pause it at that moment in time and read our laptop. Um, <laughs> we all do, but yeah. But you know, uh, it's nice that they're dropping these little hints in um, about the uh, mutants. Just here, there, last sort of year or so, they've had a few more hints, haven't we? Um, it's nice that they're layering it up for us. If they do this, this would be a, a cool Wolverine cameo or a cool. Um, um, I'm going blank again. Wolverine cameo for um, the current Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Yes, thank you. I don't know why I'm going to blink today. Be fair, the others I accept, but how can you forget Hugh Jackman? Yeah, famous people in the world. It really are. Anyway, yeah, this would be a great cameo for Hugh Jackman if you were to do one more cameo in court. Because remember, we saw him in the X Men early X Men movies, like the first class when they were recruiting him, um, and he told them to f off. He was sitting in the bar drinking. This would be a great way to tie to that kind of thing as a, as a kind of thing like that and to have that in the show of him being in court because of that scene he got in a fight after, right after that, hmm. after um, um, Eric and um, uh, Charles approached him. It'd, it'd almost be a nice way for him to kind of um, sort of on screen say, not say thank you or goodbye, thank you and goodbye to the fans because he could break, he could do a full fall break. Yep. And, and sort of say, you know, because let's face it, you know, He's he's been awesome as Wolverine, and he? and and he's he's kind of been the sort of face of that whole franchise for twenty years almost. There, how long it's been going on for? You know, some people have literally grown up with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, um, and it'd be a nice way to sort of sort of cap that off, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I have a thing. So, if anyone from Marvel's listening out there, the perfect brawl would be him and um, um, Deadpool fighting in a bar, um, and instead of Deadpool breaking the fourth wall. Um, Wolverine breaks the fourth wall and says, Hey, look, the guy in the red's been doing it all these years. Why can't I, you know, you know, kind of a thing and, and then kind of say thank you. And then, you know, flash back to the courtroom. That would be a great way to do it. To just having him in, in Deadpool in a fight in a bar. Yeah. 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 That'd be quite funny. Maybe, um, maybe this the Deadpool turn up for the first time. Yeah. He could turn this as a way, him and way drinking and getting a fight, you know, not in Deadpool, you know, clothes or. Deadpool and you know he could be in Deadpool costume and Logan is giving me Logan chilling out and they get in a fight for some reason. Yeah. Um, there's a question here from the chat um, about Eternals two. Uh, what do you guys think we're going to uh, think we're going to be Sprite? I think she's going to be like a, a new a Sprite new commercial face. I'm not sure what that question means. No, I'm not. I, I I think it I think it might mean like in regards to you remember how Sprite became human and disappeared. Yeah. Like, like, where, where, what's gonna happen to her? Like, is she just gonna like start aging into the background and disappear, and we'll never see her again? I guess. Like, I think it's maybe where that question goes. Or we see her as a grown woman. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that could. Not that I didn't like her. Um, I can't remember what her name was now. The actress, the young actress who played Sprite. But um, I, I thought she was good. But I think that might be the last we see of Sprite. I think that Another was, comment. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, I think that might be a cap on top of that one, really. Another coming here, he could be Bruce Banner in, in the bar, but turns into Hulk. The the fight with Wolverine, you know, kind of see that Wolverine-Hulk uh, fight type thing. So we could see that one as well. So yeah. good thoughts there. Yeah, finally see that fight. Um, so what else? So, so the, the other sort of burning uh, moment, I guess, from this is the uh, uh, Abomination her meeting abomination for the first time and uh i i loved him rough i've always liked him rough uh i always thought he's been great and um i thought he's i thought he's played this one quite well so far 
um i can't like that kind of sit that sort of laid back comfortable he's almost comfortable with surroundings and i think he's he's just sort of content he seems very content at this point in time doesn't he um he, he's got a plan of how he's going to get out of what he's going to do he's going to meet these seven soulmates um at, uh, yeah who are these seven soulmates i i i i think it's all fake i think it's like a psychological test that val's doing to like see if he's the same across multiple people and if he acts exactly the same i think that's going to be your post credit scene he's going to go to meet one of them or all of them and find out they're all fake people and val's going to be like yeah this is all my test like i can do that how yeah, like that—that's just my little theory on that. But I, I thought it could be a Thunderbolt tie in there, possibly. Mm -hmm. Or I, I thought it could also be with him being with Wong and training with Wong that possibly Wong could take him to Convertage. Mm -hmm. My 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 thought on uh, that whole thing as well is uh, I, I say my thought. I don't know. I'm just spitballing really. That Wong could be a scroll. Wong could be a scroll and and training abomination. And I know everyone's like, oh yeah, but scrolls can't copy powers. They can. Certain scrolls can. Um, and super scrolls can super scrolls can yeah war scrolls can um but uh also we've also seen that actually uh people can learn magic and it doesn't have to be humans either i mean ned's learned magic and we know that rintra's learned learned magic um people can learn magic so a scroll could learn magic um and especially if it's a scroll that's that can replicate powers as well so one could be a scroll wong and val could be working together to create a a, a a Thunderbolts team uh, that's going to destable Earth's governments. Um, so these guys come together and think that they're doing something good, but actually they're doing something for the Skrulls. And then they actually do come together and become a team for their own movie. That would be a that would be a huge twist, especially with uh, Wong being the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah that, yeah, that that was just a that was just yeah. a thought that I had enough. Yeah, that would be an M Night Shyamalan twist. Mm. Uh... <laughs> But I could see it though. I could see him and Orval being scroll. So, mm -hmm. um, and speaking of going to visit Blonsky, okay, do, do I just seem like DODC Supermax prison has gotten a lot better since Miss Marvel? Because with the clandestine, <laughs> DODCs look like some Keystone cops. But then when you see Jennifer go on there, how locked down it was, no powers, the laser thing she had to walk through. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. How far Maybe there. Maybe their inability in Miss Marvel just came from the fact of they didn't know who they were or what they could do. So maybe that's why they just put them on a pipe and slid them down. You know, like I don't maybe know that, maybe that was maybe that's that's how they get everybody in there, put them in on pipe. Um, but um, uh, uh, how, so funny, a how funny was that? Sorry, John, one second. Yeah. How funny was that when they was bringing her in uh, before they even said it? When when before she even said about the Kianzi, I was like. That's a, that's a start to the lambs <laughs> reference. Yep, exactly. I think she was like, oh, I'm going to get a nice Chianti at the end of it or something, didn't she? Yeah, fava beans and a nice uh, Chianti, she said. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. The answer is, um, someone said, thank you about your thing about the scrolls and the magic. The answer, one of the questions I had about scrolls and magic, they honestly didn't know was the next follow-up question to that or comment to that. So they said, thank you for that one. Right. Um, other things too, Blonsky, yeah, it, it seems like he is playing some kind of long game here. Mm. You know, transformed himself mentally or, or mentally spiritually, chooses to be a meal. You know, he mentioned that he wanted to be Captain America, right? He says once that he was going to be Captain America, but he was a victim of the U.S. government. 
Um, and then he had the haikus to express his sorrow <laughs> and remorse to victims. That was funny as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up there, actually, about the fact that um, uh, it, it's, it's that perspective thing that we spoke about a long time ago. You know, the villain, he's not a villain. You know, it, in regards to what he thought, I mean, whether he's playing a game there or not, I don't know. But, you know, the way he tells it, he was he was working for the government. He was he was yep. the guy, and he was being told to go and stop this bad guy, and he just wanted to be a soldier. And, you know, he'd soldiered all his life, and he was just trying to do the right thing. And then, like you said, he wanted to be Captain America. He took the super soldier serum. Um, and then he was turned into a monster. And then he was kind of, you know, vilified for it almost. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, you look at it like that. Again, it's that, that uh, Cobra Kai, Johnny thing, isn't it? You know, you look at it from the villain's eyes and all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually, yeah, that kind of does make sense when you look at it like that. You know, through his eyes, from his perspective, he was doing all the right things, and now he's locked up for it. And and what's funny to me though is is nobody's the villain in their own story though. No. And you go back and you watch like that Incredible Hulk movie, and he's got the attitude of "I'll do anything to catch the Hulk." And you know, like you go back and watch that movie, I don't really think people were like holding him down and forcing him to you know like accept you know, becoming abomination. Like he almost was like willing to do like basically anything to be able to do it. Mm. So I almost feel like that's kind of like somebody like trying to paint a different picture of like, you know, like I'm just the passy for the real villains, which is the US government. You know, like so Yeah, which which is why it's gonna be even more interesting if he does get recruited onto a team that does turn out to be um you know like a being used the team that's being used mm-hmm. and I, I and i think val might frame it that way but i think that it'll actually be something that'll be like off the book and not actually be something that's u.s government related almost like a private team that's doing private things mm. that's propped up with the idea and then you'll have like somebody like john walker find this out and find out he's in like somebody else's soldier and he's not been like serving his government it'll just cause like all kinds of conflicts in every direction yep. Because we, we know that S.H.I.E.L.D. did things off the books, too. So who says that Val mm-hmm. can't do things off the books? But going back to Abomination and, and the government using him and that kind of stuff. Remember what the doc said to Captain America at first about the serum? You know, it makes you more of who you are, you know, type of thing. Not So so Blonsky did have some character flaws already that the serum kind of exposed, I, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I was going to say something else about Blonsky right earlier. Oh, no, that was what it was. Um. So that moment, obviously, when Jem meets Blonsky, um, you can tell how good of a lawyer she is. She's already thinking how she can get him off of what he's done because he says a couple of things. What does he say? He says, um, oh, I can't remember. He says something, and then she says, she she sort of questions him about it. I can't, what was that line that she says? Do you remember? Was it about the the fighting or? Oh, um... I remember now. I can't remember what it was, but he says something to her. And then she goes, oh, really? So you didn't, you know, you didn't volunteer or what? I don't know. It wasn't that, but she says something. And then I'm destroying about the Harlem he, thing. Was the Harlem yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Destroying Harlem. He addresses the thing about Bruce right away. Like, he's like pretty straight up front. Like, as you probably know, like, I have had an issue in it running with your brother. And like, she does that whole thing where she has that call with Bruce and like, he's like, oh, you know, he sent me haikus and things like that. 
So like, it seems like this is almost like a step thing for him where he's like working through the steps and he's trying to prove that to her. It's kind of like the way that I took it. She, she started lawyering straight away though, didn't she? She mm -hmm. was straight on the case. You know, she wants to get this. She wants to do this, you know? So well, as like a, as like a lawyer, he's trying to prove to her that he's like trying to be somebody whose case she wants to take. Like, yep. you know, like, like I'm making progress here. Like I'm doing the right things. Like this would look good in court, basically, you know? Yeah. He's saying all the right things to get off. <laughs> exactly. So on the whole question about all the different facilities, this is my comment about the, the DODC Supermax. Both are in my damage control, but one a minimum or a max, another a super max. I'm like, I'm not sure. I thought they addressed this in the comments from Miss Marvel that they it was the super max. Because so I thought they showed the super max in Miss Marvel. Didn't they show like at nighttime with the rain? I thought, I, I thought they showed it. Mm. Um, so I think they did address that they were at the super max. Or I gotta go back and check. If they weren't, it could have been a branch or another location. Um, but it still makes you kind of think twice about de department of damage control and so forth. Um, the next question is, can we please get the leader back? Um, yeah. which I hope we do. You know, we never know what happened to Samuel Stearns at the end of Incredible Hulk. You know, we saw the brain get big. We saw him get some of the blood in his blood, kind of similar to, to She-Hulk. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if we do get a leader tease or if that happens in um, World War Hulk. Maybe we see him at the end and he's possibly the catalyst for what transpires you know, going forward. So yeah, that'd be interesting. I like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Blake. The actor. Yeah, I like him as well. I think he's cool. I think he could play a really good leader. And then another question here is the raft damage control or no? Um, I believe the raft was part of the accords, um, but I and I think we might get this addressed during um, the show because it looks like the, the accords may have or that military control of the accords may have shifted towards damage control. Um, so I think we may get an answer for that because. Um, I know weren't they? They're connected in the comics. Remember correctly, the raft and Department of Damage Control. I believe they're connected. I got to double check, or at least the Supermax. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see about that because I believe at one point wasn't Blonsky on the raft at one point. I think the was mentioned. I think he was, but there's some weird like shift here on like power almost with like a lot of these things because it feels like it, there's almost like some give and take here where like. Some of these government agencies didn't have a lot of control, and then suddenly they started to and and didn't see you. Yeah, and who knows what what problems the blip caused? We know we, we got the the um, the GRC now in the MCU because mm -hmm. of the blip. So who knows what, what the blip caused? And yes, someone said yes, he was on the raft. Mm -hmm. So, mm. um, and then obviously you know talking about Jen and the abomination, and and then he gets out. We see we see that scene that we saw in Shang Chi, that fight scene. And then that whole, that throws out another host of questions about timelines, doesn't it? And about when this is and um, in relation, especially in relation to where Bruce was at, at the end of Shang-Chi. So that video. Is, it could be past video. Yeah, yeah. It's not present video. It's just footage of him fighting. So someone leaked that. And I almost wonder if Val leaked that to keep him in damage control for now. You almost think that someone has a motive for leaking that footage. And I almost wonder if Val or even the Ten Rings leaked that footage to keep him where he's at and not get him, let him be out. Yeah, it, it, like the timing on the fact that that footage would be released when he's making a case to try and get himself yeah. free is like, 
just ridiculous. And not only that, but yeah, I think somebody's trying to like paint either one of two pictures here that the U.S. government or whoever who has control of him technically has been letting him out to go do things and then putting him back in, which means like there's some internal corruption here. Or, yeah. you know, like he's like actually somebody else's patsy could also be the thing here that like somebody may have released it and actually a benefit to his case that says like, you know, like, yeah, people have been using him and, you know, here's live footage of him being used in a fight club that they allowed, you know? The other thing too could be is that maybe they use as part of his training, you know, whoever, like whether it's Ross or Val or whoever, this could be used as part of his training to make sure that if he does get out or if they need to get him on a team that he can't handle himself. And maybe Wong was, yeah, that could back with any scroll theory or, Maybe Wong just became across and become friends. I don't know. Well, um, I mean, think about the links there. You know, Bruce has got a has got a tie with Wong, hasn't he? You know, he's he's met Wong. Yep. So, can we a favor? Yeah, that's it. They've got they've got a, a bit of a relationship going on. So, what happened in the five years? You know, did he did, in the blip? Did um did Bruce introduce? Obviously, Abomination kind of made his amends with or Blonsky made his amends with Bruce. So then did Bruce kind of, you know, see if Wong could help him out somehow? I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Back on the, the whole raft and damage control, someone goes, maybe they transfer agencies to run it. That could happen too as well, because DODC came in after after the Avengers movie where we had, so who, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on She-Hulk, guys? The post credit scene, I thought that was interesting. Family dinner, you know, they kind of had her doing chores as She Hulk around the house. Yeah. Um, but I noticed her dad uh, is the same actor from the 80s sitcom Perfect Strangers as well. So some throwback there. Uh, that was interesting. Um, and then, you know, uh, yeah, that, that's the main thing there. I thought that was funny with the making her do chores mm. as She Hulk. Yeah. Put the TV I, up. <laughs> I, I was picking out. up the car, like by the yeah, like, yeah. like uh, like, yeah. You know. <laughs> You're sort of, oh, come on. When's this going to finish? Um, I, I again, I, I I was quite impressed last week with the with the CGI. I think this week there was a lot more of jet of her, of her as She Hulk and just of her face as She Hulk. And I was talking to a friend of mine this week about it, and um, I think because. Because she's so much like a human, because she's it's literally it's basically just her face, just green, isn't it, and bigger. Um, you 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 can't I think you can pick up on it more when it's not spot on than as opposed to when it's say I don't know, Rocket Raccoon, do you know or Groot, you know? Because you know, well, I know that that's not a real thing, so I, I know for a fact that that's that a walking tree is not a real thing that doesn't exist but with she-hulk because she's so human in her face you can kind of look at that and go it, it just just something that just didn't quite just it didn't quite catch for me um, yep. because she's so human even with bruce even bruce to a certain degree you know as as smart hulk it's still not quite human so you can start it, it's still kind of I don't know, it catches the imagination a little bit where with Jen, for me, she's she's so much like a, just a normal human woman that you pick up on any discrepancies. And I noticed, personally, I noticed it a couple more times this week than I did. Well, actually, I didn't notice it at all first week uh, on episode one, but this week I noticed it a couple more times. And I'm just like, uh, I wonder whether that's going to be something that I'm going to continue to notice personally. 
that that first episode I think had one of like my favorite shots in a long time in the MCU, and that's the scene where she goes from being normal to becoming She-Hulk, and she stands up, and you see like the color of her eyes change and stuff like that, and you see like her skin change, and you see everything change. And she has that moment where Titania's like, who the hell are you supposed to be? And she's like, She-Hulk, Attorney of Law, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Walters, Attorney of Law. But like, yeah, but like, that I think was visually very, like a good shot for like seeing that transition yeah. happen again on screen. Like, because we've seen Bruce Banner do that before, and it's not really something that's really like, ever seen. So seeing that kind of go through that process was a very cool shot. Yeah, almost, it was almost, in a way, it was almost in slow motion as well, weren't it? Yep. That mm -hmm. you saw, like, we've we've kind of seen it with Bruce, but you've not really seen it with Bruce, have you? Because you've kind of, you see his arm doing it or his foot doing it, and then you kind of see his shoulder, and then he kind of just is. But with, mm -hmm. with Jen, you've got, here's her face, and then there you go. Now she's She-Hulk. Yeah, was, I, think, nice. I think the best that we got it was in Avengers, when he, the, the Always Angry. Oh yeah, I, yeah, that's the best transformation that we've had on screen of Banner to Hulk was that that one there. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of things in the chat. I think she's great. Only wish the episodes were longer. Yeah, I actually think the episodes are actually pretty good on time because it's you know, like I said, it's that sit that sitcom style. Yeah, yeah, they could be a little longer, but I I, I don't know. I think they kind of drag things out. They, they did it longer. I don't know. Alex, the pacing's. I think the pacing's pretty good. Like yeah. for a few parts, like like they. They throw a lot of stuff in pretty quickly and they move like pretty quick with some things and then they kind of slow it down for the things that may need a little bit more light, I think. But yeah. Antonio, Antonio on our um, discussion thread pointed out the fact that does anybody know, did anyone notice that the episode lengths are the average, so in minutes are the average sort of comic page count. So 22, 23 minutes as a as opposed to or to, compared to 22 23 pages of a comic mm -hmm. that's a good point that's a great point good good parallel there mm -hmm. yeah another comment here i imagine being her husband if you do something wrong then you go then you're gonna fly through a window mm -hmm. <laughs> um okay so any closing thoughts on episode two of she hulk no no all right well i think we can begin to wrap this one up then guys it's been another good episode chatted about lots of stuff um as we said as i said at the top got the avengers assemble show club starting tomorrow uh we'll get our group awards out later on this week as well because august will be finished they have already been decided so we'll get the group awards out this week and then uh, we'll be back again this time next week for episode three she hulk news of the week um and anything else pressing that turns up yeah don't forget to like subscribe feedback where you consume the content whether you watch us on twitch or youtube or, or twitter or the instagram tiktok commercial stuff that's coming or uh where we listen to the podcast for audio only uh please let us know anything again like subscribe give us feedback whatever it is it's all constructive nice Brilliant. It's been a pleasure, chaps. Take care. Have a good See one. Guys. Why don't you tell him about the time we faced Doom? All right. Well, as I remember. At Avenger headquarters.